What's up, everybody? This is Tommy, host of the Tommy Experience. Before you listen to this week's episode, I want to tell you about my website, TomEXperience.com. There you can catch up on all the previous episodes of the podcast, read the daily blogs, and there's links to the YouTube channel and social media accounts. So make sure you visit TomEXperience.com to stay up to date on all the content that I put out. And now, here's the episode. This is the Tom E. Experience, presented by TomEExperience.com. All right, welcome into today's episode. Today is August 12th, 2021. Pretty awesome show for you today. Today is going to be my first interview outside of my inner circle. Um, always thank you to Pat for being on. Uh, he is unavailable uh, today. And so what I did was I contacted an old friend of mine. Uh, her name is Shelby Zach. You can find her uh, on all of the social media platforms, uh, which we'll get into. But Shelby is a flight attendant with JetBlue Airlines. So I got to talk to her about being a flight attendant and uh, what COVID was like, favorite places to go, least favorite places to go, touch a little bit on sports uh, and how we met, um, which is a fun story too. So we will get to that uh, interview, but before I do that, I do want to remind you again, uh, Pat, my good friend Pat, who's been on the show a few times, he is doing a walk for the Anthony Rizzo Foundation. Uh, Anthony Rizzo obviously was a Chicago Cub and a very important member to society to society here uh, he worked a lot with the children's hospital downtown uh, does a lot of charity work for them and uh, he is continuing that work even though he doesn't play for the Cubs anymore he's doing a walk uh, to raise money for cancer research obviously he is a cancer survivor uh, and he does an excellent job giving back to the communities that he's involved in. Uh, so Pat started a team. Uh, I will be walking with him on the team. If you wanted to donate to uh, the team uh, in in our efforts to raise uh, money for cancer cancer research, uh, you can find that on the website, TommyExperience.com, right at the top of the homepage. Bam, right there. You click the link. Uh, you can donate. Uh, send us well wishes on Twitter, uh, whatever you feel uh, you're able to do for us. So we certainly appreciate anything. So uh, make sure you check that out. Um, so yeah, I really want to get into this interview. So we're going to start it now. Uh, again, this is my friend Shelby Zach. Uh, she is a flight attendant and does a whole lot of other things th- uh, that you're going to learn about now. So here we go. This is Shelby Zach. All right, I am now welcomed by 
my first ever outside of my inner circle oh. guest, flight attendant slash fitness guru slash Instagram influencer. I love out all of that. Slash Broncos <laughs> fans. Shelby, Zach, Shelby, thank you um, for taking time for an old pal. Uh, the first thing that we need to address is how we met, which is we used to work for the Atlanta Braves. That's right. Yes, we worked at a store at the stadium. Shelby and I were the only ones who really cared about the game and what was going on. Um, we really did. I feel like we tried to find a TV at all costs. We would <laughs> we sit. So we worked at a store. Now, actually, you, you can explain the store. Uh, well, I was like the merchandise assistant for like a season. I don't remember what year that was. Maybe like 2013. It was 2013. 12, 13, yeah. 13. Okay. 2013. And then my duties entailed helping the merchandise manager. I think her name was Lisa. Um, so I worked like sometimes in the office like a couple days a week. And then game days is where I met you. Yeah. And Felicia was the other girl that worked with us. <laughs> yeah. We met, we worked at the game used store. We sold merchandise. Yeah. We, yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah. We sold like game used bases and jerseys, jerseys and balls hats. and stuff. Um, my like favorite. Down to like their hats. Like I just remember Craig Kimbrell's hat. Like he had like spit marks on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of gross stuff, really. And, and then people bought it. I know. And then there was a uh, game used Chipper Jones jersey that was framed in the store that was four thousand yeah. dollars. And oh there and like yeah. they had like the holograms and you can look up like what happened on that day. He went yeah. 0 for four with three strikeouts and that jersey was four thousand dollars. It's insane. Yes. We did get to go to his um retirement lunch. Yes, yes, we did. Bob Hope let us peek in. <laughs> Bob Hope. That was our manager's name. His name was Bob Hope. Interesting man, that Bob Hope. Not to be confused with other Bob Hope. So yeah, so we weren't allowed to <laughs> we weren't allowed to like sit during the games. Like we had to always be on alert, even like on the Tuesday night when there was all of four thousand people in the stands. Mm -hmm. And but we would sit and then one of us would be on alert to see if For Bob him, Hope was uh, coming. And then we we're like, All right, everybody up. So and he had spies, I swear, because we weren't allowed to close <laughs> yeah. until somebody won the game. Yeah. No, yeah, somebody won, and then sometimes it was 30 minutes after the game, just depending right. on what day and it was. And sometimes we would, like, try and get away with closing up early. We would set a timer and be like, all right, nobody, if nobody comes in with, like, half an hour, we're going to close up. Yeah, yeah. And he knew that. Like, the next game, he'd be like, so don't close early. And I'm like, how did he know? Because he would yeah. come and tell us that he was leaving or if he was staying. And he had a personal vendetta against the guy that was the Braves mascot. Do you remember oh, that? There, so yeah, too. so the yeah. Braves mascot, like, he changed in the closet that was right next to our store. Mm -hmm. And, like, then he would come out and he would be talking to us or whatever. And then Bob Hope would just be like, just watch out for that guy. I'm like, what do you have against yeah, Homer? not like, like him. <laughs> Maybe he's secretly jealous. Maybe he wanted to be the mascot. Uh, yeah, that had to be it. But that was so fun because, I mean, when it came down it to it, we basically got paid to watch baseball. Mm -hmm. So that was that was awesome. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we go back eight whole years. Oh, wow. Stay when in you touch. put it like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but now on to bigger and better things. Um, I don't even know what counts as your home base yet or anymore. But uh, no, I keep swapping back and forth between Boston and New York. Yeah, Boston and New York. Okay, so 
Shelby, a flight attendant now for JetBlue. Um, tell me a little bit about that process and like where that want went in. Like into how play. I got into it? Yeah, like what made you want to do that? And then what was the process to become that? I think I just kind of fell into it. Like, as you know, working in sports, I was trying, my major was public relations. So I was trying to break more into that but my resume had a lot of merchandise and retail because outside of the Braves, I also did retail for the Falcons. So especially on Sundays when we had the early game for the Braves, if the Falcons were playing that night game, you know, that they air on ESPN or. Yeah, you were busy. The night game. That was a long day for me. Yeah, that was, yeah you were busy. <laughs> but yeah, I worked for the Falcons for two seasons doing retail with them. And then. I really tried to break into like more of the communication side of it. But of course you have to have the experience to get the experience. And right. it's like, how do I do that? If nobody is opening the door for me, you know? So I kept getting stuck in merchandise and then I only wanted to work in sports. So I could travel with the team <laughs> <laughs> and just travel to like every stadium. And then my friend, she was actually one of the Braves girls during the season that we worked there. And she started working for Delta and she loved it. And she was like, this is totally your lifestyle. You need to apply. And I think at the time Delta wasn't hiring and JetBlue was. And I was like, who the heck is JetBlue? I've never heard of them. Honestly, before you before you worked at JetBlue, like I had never heard of them before. Right. Yeah. Because they didn't fly to Atlanta. They're mostly a Northeastern company like yeah. Boston, JFK and Florida. So I was just like okay, I'll, I'll try it. Like, I don't know who that is. And I got it. And the process is, it's very lengthy. It's not like you just put an application you right. and, you're, and that's it. Like you have to put an application online. And if they like that, then they offer you like a video interview and you're basically recording yourself answering pre-recorded questions. And they're pretty much like behavioral and situational questions like oh describe a time you went above and beyond for a customer and they're looking for you to answer it in a certain way and it's called the star method like you state the situation the task the action what was the result and then it's like if they liked that then you got a phone call you talk to them a little more if they liked you on the phone then they invite you to the in-person interview okay you have to go there and then if they like you there you like talk and schmooze with more people (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. It's so, there's so many different parts. Seems very tedious too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Very. But I'm here. And then I just picked up and moved to New York. Like, been doing it for six years now. Yeah. And I remember my mom, she was like, Do you remember like growing up when you said you wanted to move to New York? And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, You know, you're doing that now? I was like, I guess so. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you consider living in New York, doing that then yeah definitely yeah so i lived in new york for a little bit yeah because you were bouncing around too because you had you were in new Mm -hmm. york you were in dc you had you had time in atlanta too like so i I still i live in dc i moved here probably like a year and a half ago now okay all right and then i just work out of boston gotcha and obviously you can just hop on a plane to get up there (laughs) yeah i tell people instead of driving to work i fly to work yeah yeah you know (laughs) It's not bougie or anything. No, it sounds sounds bougie, but it's yeah. really not. Yeah. So, it can be challenging. Yeah. So six years now, you've been mm-hmm. flying the friendly skies, even though that's not your 
saying, but <laughs> I don't know if they're yeah. so friendly this summer. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, actually, let me ask you that too. What was last oh year gosh. like with COVID? Because obviously, less yeah. people flying, less opportunities. I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, I never will have a summer like that again where I basically did nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of my trips got canceled, which was great, but then it wasn't great because I don't really have like a set schedule or like set routine for things. Um, other like when I'm traveling, I have like little routines, like, you know, like working out and stuff like that. But I never am like, oh, I'm going to wake up at this time every day. I'm going to have my breakfast at this time every day, lunch, dinner, like set times. You know how like people have nine to fives and they have certain right. times they do stuff. Yeah. So I never had that. So I was like, this is awesome. Like I can sleep in, I can get up at this time. I can do this here, do that there. And so for the first couple of months, it was great. And then I went back to work because things looked like they were picking up, I think like July, June and July. And then they went south again with this like second wave and then canceled all my flights again, September, August. But I still get paid for them. But at that point, the second time around, I was just like, this sucks. Like, I miss, like, yeah, my job. <laughs> yeah, sure, you got paid for it, but you didn't get the experience of going, going places. places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's a weird year. Hopefully, you never have to do that again. Um, I know. Obviously, but, like, total 180 this summer. Yeah, I was about to say, obviously, it's picking up a little bit because everybody's like, hey, oh, yeah. we can go somewhere now. Oh, my gosh. And getting to work, so... For me to get to work, there has to be seats available on the flight. Right. And I can take any airline essentially domestically for free. And if there's not seats available, I don't make the flight. Right. And I that's why I went to Boston because JetBlue, we fly between Boston and D.C. and not D.C. and New York. So it's easier for me to hop on my own airline to get to work right. versus trying to get on someone else. Sure. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably easier to go through loops to get a, get a flight with your own people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you in six years, obviously, you've been millions of different places. I've always I've <laughs> been following you. You go everywhere. I think last week you were posting pictures in San Francisco. Yeah, um, I was in the West Coast for a good bit yeah. last week. I was in yeah, San Francisco, you, LA. Yeah, probably mo <laughs> mostly, would you say, East Coast? That's most of your flights or? Um, I personally like to do more west coast than yeah. east coast well lately, yeah that's my next question of what's your favorite yeah what's your favorite lately i think well JetBlue, i think primarily operates like up and down the east coast like that's the majority of our flights and like our breadwinner is like florida and like the caribbean and south america sure but we've been trying to branch out more to the west coast like yeah we did la and san francisco for the longest time and now we're trying to like connect the dots i guess like we're flying more like west coast to west coast cities instead of having people go back to the east coast and then right. back to the west yeah. coast yeah because we didn't connect the cities like for you to go to like san francisco to phoenix on JetBlue, you literally would have to fly all the way back to the east coast and then go by then you should just drive <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah. <laughs> so well that's now good. we have this like partnership with american which has really like opened up the door of like sure. connecting different cities having new layovers so that's been fun yeah so yeah new layovers you get new cities so would you rank yeah. would you rank san francisco as your favorite spot probably not my favorite it's one of like it used to be my favorites i'll say that okay but i think my favorite all-time favorite is probably san diego 
which uh, I feel like I can yeah. barely get there now. It's become such like a senior trip, which means flight attendants that have been here longer than me are more likely to get that trip. Yeah. It's hard to believe though, because it's already been six years. Like you should get some I know. seniority I know. there. Um, yeah. The thing with JetBlue, like our seniority at six years is so great versus like 30 years at American or Delta yeah. is considered senior. Yeah. Especially like <laughs> us us growing up in Atlanta, like if you know someone, you yeah. know, like you know someone who works at Delta, like or you know oh, someone who yeah, works at Chick Fil A, exactly. like all of these. My parents' neighbor works for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like if you go to church, it's like I guarantee you, thirty percent of the yeah. congregation works at Delta or Chick Fil A. So <laughs> yeah. Or if you say you're from Atlanta and you're a flight attendant, they automatically assume that right. you work for Delta. Yeah, definitely. Um, gotten that so much yeah well that's cool i didn't know that JetBlue had a partnership with american so that's it's new it's pretty new because of the pandemic it's like we're helping each other out that's good good to hear that Mm -hmm. airlines are helping each other out yeah um okay so we talked about your favorite least favorite oh gosh and you've only been to chicago (laughs) a couple times so you can't say chicago (laughs) i do love chicago one of my really good girlfriends lives there too so I wish we had more longer layovers there. Right now we only have short ones, but yeah. they're coming back slowly. Okay. Yeah. Um, least favorite, I can definitely say like Newark, New Jersey, or lately it's been Miami. Oh, okay. And is this because of the is this because of the airports or is it like a combination of everything? Mm-hmm. People out of their minds. Of the customers <laughs> aren't that great. <laughs> And it's not even just a JetBlue thing. If you ask like any airline industry, like Southwest or maybe American Delta, like all of my friends will say like Miami is just awful. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And New York is just like, I don't want to like say it's trash, but it's just. Well, no, because when (laughs) when you hear about people traveling, especially like if you go online, like you're on Twitter or whatever, and you see people traveling, I would say mm-hmm. Newark and Miami are the two most like complained about places about travel. Yeah. Newark has become kind of like a co-base for us, like our base in JFK. We added LaGuardia, which was fine yeah. because people live around there. But Newark has just been crazy. Yeah. And we're trying to grow it. And every airline right now is understaffed and it's just been chaotic there's a ton of delays there that happen all the time so i just try to avoid it (laughs) sure sure absolutely um Mm -hmm. what is uh what is your schedule like like how do you make your schedule do you kind of get to decide your schedule or is it is there like set days off that you have to take a month or something like that so it's funny you said that because i literally before this zoom call i was working on my schedule for (laughs) september (laughs) so like perfect timing Um, there's a lot of moving parts to it, but basically I guess to dumb it down, I have like a whole spreadsheet of every single trip and every single base has its own packet of trips and they're already like put together, like a scheduling team puts them all together and you just go through it and it goes by like aircraft and then it goes by like a certain number of days. So like one day is a turn where you fly somewhere and you fly back in the same day. Right. And then you have two day trips and then you have three day trips and then you have four day trips and sometimes you have five day trips. But normally it's like one or one to four day trips. Yeah. So it's divided by that. And then you go in, you can put in like certain days you want off or if you want to hold all weekends off or you can put in for certain trips like, oh, give me all like 
West Coast or like avoid certain trips. Like for me, I put in avoid like the Dominican Republic because I don't really like to do international and have to go back through security. Right. Like it's just like an extra hassle for okay. me. Or I avoid like this bid. I'm definitely avoiding Miami and New York. <laughs> <laughs> and our schedule is called bids. It's like called doing your bids when you make your schedule. Okay. You know, like for JetBlue, it works. You get a week to do it. And I wait until last minute every single time. Like they're due tomorrow and I'm like finishing them today. Yeah. So yeah, like as a line holder, which means I have a set schedule and I only have a set schedule because I have enough people underneath me throughout the years that have like boosted me up to where I can like create my own schedule. Sure. So I get the days off that I want. I don't really have to work holidays. I pretty much get the trips that I ask for. I mean, I'm not going to get like Aruba or like San Jose, Costa Rica, but I still try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you never know. And then you have what's called reserve, which I have a twin sister, as you know. Right. Yes, we'll and get to that. She, yeah. And she became a flight attendant two years ago. And she's what you call reserve where she works on call. So she knows exactly what day she could be on call, but she gets only like 12 days off a month. Right. Essentially. Well, yeah. But, so, yeah. all it's right. It's really complicated if you like look at all the little details and stuff, but that's yeah. basically, I do make my own schedule. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. And it looks like you absolutely enjoy what you do. And that yeah. ultimately is the yeah. dream. So good for you. Yeah. And you got your sister into it. Um, I know. Yeah. So she's been <laughs> at it for two years now. Are you guys mm -hmm. able to kind of like schedule to where maybe you'll be in the same place at the same time sometimes or is that harder to do because she's only at two years yeah it's harder to do because she's still on reserve so she doesn't know she can't bid for certain trips like she just puts in for her days off and that's it right or puts in for whatever day she wants to be like on call yeah and the only way i think that she'd be able to get the same trip as me is if i already know my layover like let's say like next week on like I don't know, like, I don't even know what today is. <laughs> I guess, like, next week, like, on the 13th, like, let's say, like, I'll be in San Francisco. If there's, like, a trip that's going to San Francisco and she's off, she can pick it up. Yeah. So that'd be, like, the only way we'd be able to match schedules. Right. Yeah. So. And we can't fly together since we're in different bases. Oh, uh, okay. But we've only flown together once when we both used to be JFK based. Did it trip up some people because you guys look exactly <laughs> no, the same? Nobody noticed. <laughs> Only one guy noticed, and he was like, y'all look like your sisters. And I was like, we are. And he's like almost twins. And my sister is like, we are. And he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> so only once. That's surprising to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a Salt Lake City trip. So we had a good time. Oh, there you go. Um, but we do try and get the same days off, and then we'll do trips like out of the country. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys go on a ton of trips, and you mm -hmm. can see them all. Uh, we'll get to your contact information or your social information in a minute. But your <laughs> sister, uh, you guys worked together and wrote a book. Um, mm -hmm. Can you now you guys both are very passionate about fitness and mm -hmm. you were thinking about ways to like stay fit, even though you have a demanding job, like being in a million places at a million different times. <laughs> So what was that process like? Yeah, what was that process like? Like, And then what sprung on you? It was like, oh, let's just put it in a book really fast. Um, 
I guess my sister, you wouldn't know if I told you but or didn't tell you, but she's a personal trainer and that's what she was doing before she became a flight attendant. And she's still doing it now. She has clients and she works underneath another woman who it's, it's her company. So I obviously was already a flight attendant and I think we just both wanted to do something to help other people. And the way that we thought of like helping others was like, well, maybe we could write like a workout plan for flight attendants or something. Cause I always would get asked like, Oh, you eat so healthy or like, how do you find the time to work out? Like what kind of snacks and things do you pack? And I was like, I get asked this all the time. So originally we wanted to make like a workout plan and meal plan for flight attendants. But then you think about it, everybody eats differently. They work out differently. And we're like, well, what about just like travel in general? Like, why don't we do like everybody that travels, whether it's for like leisure or work, or if it is your career, if you are a flight attendant or like a pilot. And then we kind of like sat down one day and just like broke it down into like chapters. Like we could do like nutrition and fitness. And then having already had the experience of traveling, I was like, well, let's also do like self-care and like packing and travel hacks and tricks and things like that. So I think we just kind of like sat down and like wrote everything out. And I think we still had the paper. It was literally just a computer sheet of paper and we just had everything written on it. And we had that paper for like the longest time. We were like, you believe that this became like a book. (laughs) That's so awesome. And then my sister found a publisher. I don't even really know how she found her. It was like through Instagram of someone's Instagram. And it was like this lady in LA owns her own publishing company. She helped us like put it on Amazon. And I actually have the book here. Look at that. (laughs) As if you planned it. It for flight. We had a girl that was one of my sister's friends, like be our photographer and took the, we went rented like a kind of like an Airbnb space. It's called peer space and you can rent like studios. So we did that. Oh, cool. Okay. And she was our photographer for that. And we just took a bunch of different shots with like a bunch of different outfits and then that one stuck like the colors because you don't want to be you don't want it to be like too girly right yeah you want to appeal to everybody yeah yeah like we didn't want to do like pinks and purples and stuff like that it was more like let's do like more like gender friendly like for both yeah bears colors orange and blue genius (laughs) i don't know about that now (laughs) close enough to blue you also call them denver colors yeah whatever well yeah all right let's just go ahead and get this out of the way uh Noted Denver Broncos fan, Shelby. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. What's up with that? Do you want him I as your quarterback? He's about... kind of a selfish person. Do you really want that as your quarterback? I just feel like John L.A. keeps trying to get these veteran quarterbacks to come in and be like another Peyton Manning story. And it's just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you want a successful team, you're going to have to pick a quarterback somewhere and start building around him. And you're going to have to stick with him. Yeah. And stick with it. Like I get so sick of the rotating door at the quarterback position. Like, I don't even know if Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think either one of them is slated to be like the starting quarterback yet. Yeah. And it's not like one of them is like really great or really bad. It's just like, nobody is really outperforming the other one to be like, right, that's our dude. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? You know, just give it another year. Maybe you'll figure it out. Just let. Just wait until Patrick Mahomes gets old and washed oh, up, and man. then, and then, then we'll yeah, be back. Watch him come over. <laughs> <laughs> oh yikes! Um, 
Also, just while we're on sports, you're big on baseball. You enjoy baseball and going to different stadiums. So you've been to a million different stadiums by now. I've probably been to like 11 or 12 now. Yeah. And it's sad because I feel like I haven't really hit any this year. Like I went to a Nationals game maybe like a month ago and that's been it. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard you say this before. Uh, San Diego, obviously that's one of your favorite destinations. Is that your Mm -hmm. favorite ballpark too? I love that ballpark. It's probably one of my favorites. I love the Diamondbacks is one of my favorites. St. Louis was pretty cool too. St. Louis is a nice ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I would say one of the worst ones that I didn't really care for was Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that, everything that's bad is just Miami. (laughs) Not because of the people, just that stadium is very, it's, ugly it's yeah. like bright green inside yeah they changed it it's not like the walls aren't green anymore i don't oh, even, yeah? yeah i think I they're like i think they're like a dark blue but they i think they still have the aquarium behind the plate of like the fish oh, is that the, swimming around. i know there was a bar and it had like a pool in it or something yeah they have that in the outfield and they moved this they either got rid of the big statue thing with the moving fish okay. in the out they either got rid of it completely or they have it outside now, good. like it's not in yeah. the stadium. Yeah, I haven't been to Miami in a while. I think the last ballpark I've been to, like officially, besides like Nationals, because they've been there a few times, right. but like maybe Seattle. Okay. Actually, and that was probably like pre pandemic. Yeah. Wow. So it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. We'll need the next time you're in Chicago, we'll get you to Wrigley. We'll do the whole Wrigley experience. I we did, like yeah. We do. I have been to Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We did a couple. Uh, you came. You were here one time, and we went to a few bars in Wrigleyville. Yep. I remember. I do remember um, that. Yeah. yeah, but we haven't done a game yet, so we'll need to do that. No, yeah. I know. I'm gonna have to come and meet your uh, fiance. Yeah, she's around. <laughs> she's cool. Also yeah. a Cubs fan. She's from Pittsburgh. That's a pretty ballpark. My roommate's from Pittsburgh. Oh, see, there you go. Good people. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to that park either. Yeah, I haven't been, but uh, that she says that people only go. Obviously, you're not going to go to watch the Pirates. You go basically to have a cool view of the of the city. So whatever. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, come visit us anytime you yeah. like. Um, totally. I really don't have anything else. I mean, this is. I mean, what a journey you've had from selling used baseballs at the Atlanta Brave Stadium to a flight attendant who's written a book. Traveling everywhere. I know. It's kind of cool. To me, it's just like my creative outlet. Yeah. Like our our Instagram and just being able to like write different things for it. Yeah. So really quick, do you want to plug all your Instagrams and stuff? I'm going to put them on the website too, but... Sure. There's a lot, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot going on. Everybody grab a pen and paper because... There's seven different accounts. So our book itself is called Fit for Flight, and it's on Amazon. And I believe the way that you can find it, if you're on Amazon itself, you just type in Fit for Flight book, and that will help pop it up. Because I think if you just type in Fit for Flight, it's not going to pop up. So that's on Amazon. You can also find links to purchase our book, as well as our website and all of our various social media on our Instagram which is fit underscore for flight. And we always are posting workouts and like nutrition advice and just like fun stuff, like wherever we are, like in the country, outside of the country and just, 
you know, living life in balance. Like we have a motto, it's called go live, stay fit. And it's just about doing everything you want to do in life and enjoying yourself, but also finding ways to maintain your health and fitness. Yeah. Just because you're always on the go doesn't mean you have to like forego it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Also personal account, Shelby live in life. And then uh, my personal favorite beaches love baseball. Cause that baseball. one I actually <laughs> just do for fun, which is so funny when people find it. Cause I don't like promote it really anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's think- kind of gotten not baseball-y lately because you know, you haven't I been know, to baseball, but, been any. but soon enough, it'll be living well, again. I, used to, I have a friend that works in baseball too. And he used to send me pictures, but now that he got a new job, he doesn't get to sit like in the stadiums anymore. So he sits like in a little like computer room. So now I'm like, well, there goes my pictures of baseball unless I actually go myself, which <laughs> yeah. I haven't been. Yeah. So I just keep reusing like older pictures or if my friends, I think I used, I don't know if I used one of your pictures, maybe. Wow. Well, you're welcome to any of them anytime you want. I think I did from St. Louis. I think I used one of yours. Oh yeah. Yeah. A while ago. Yeah. yeah you did. And I used one of yours. I used one of my friend, my friend, Joe, he had a really good one from the national stadium. So I used his. So whenever yeah. I find them, I'll post them. But yeah, lately yeah. it's been more like beaches. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> you need Yeah. Well, anytime you need a Wrigley picture, you just let me know. Uh, and I, send me one anytime. I will. It can have people in it. It can just be the stadium. Absolutely. We'll do it. Um, Shelby. It's literally just a collage of drinks, beaches, and baseball. What more know? do you need? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, Shelby, thank you so much. This was awesome. Uh, we'll do it again sometime. Um, first, yeah, love uh, first official out of my circle interview. Uh, would you scale it one to ten? Like, how did I do here? Definitely a ten. Wow, just so <laughs> nice to me, Shelby. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. You're so welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Huge thank you to Shelby for doing that and doing that interview, being a part of uh, the podcast. Um, again, uh, if you want to follow her on Instagram, her uh, account is at Shelby Live in Life. Uh, and then her uh, Fit for Flight is at Fit underscore for Flight. Uh, you can also go to fitforflight.co. Um, you can order the book. Uh, you can do things with your fitness life. Uh, so they'll help you out there. Their Instagram account is good with like putting workouts and stuff up too, which is cool. So. Um, thanks to Shelby. Make sure you follow her. Um, and if you see her on a JetBlue flight, um, tell her that you heard uh, her on the podcast and she'll give you a free bag of cookies probably. So there you go. Um, so thanks to Shelby. Um, now uh, we do have some headlines to hit. That's just so much fun. Um, first thing I want to talk about, uh, just a little somber. Um, yesterday, uh, Blackhawks great. Tony Esposito passed away. Um, he was 78 years old. He had a short battle with pancreatic cancer. Passed away. Good old number 35. Um, he's the first goalie in NHL history to win 30 times in seven straight seasons. Uh, he basically carried the Blackhawks in the 70s. Um, just a monster in front of the net. 418 wins with the Blackhawks. That's the most in franchise history. Uh, 74 of those were shutouts, which is just incredible. Uh, Hall of Famer in 1988, and then in the same year, 
Uh, Blackhawks retired as number 35. So Tony Esposito, he was an ambassador for the Blackhawks after his career. Um, and uh, he's been around the United Center. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, so T's and P's, thoughts and prayers out to uh, his whole family and the Blackhawks organization. Um, so very sad to hear that. Uh, but Tony Esposito passed away. Um, and that is the somber headline. Uh, but the other headlines I want to hit, uh, Justin Steele yesterday for the Cubs made his first MLB start uh, in the twin bill with the Brewers. Um, five innings pitched, five hits, three runs, one walk, uh, and, and then one strikeout. Uh, early on, he was really good at getting ground ball outs, which is really, really good to see. That's what he was working on when he was stretching out his arm in AAA. Uh, so future may be bright for him here in Chicago. Hopefully uh, he will be a key piece to the rotation uh, in 2022. Obviously this year is a wash. Uh, if you haven't heard yet that uh, they trade away, Jed Hoyer trade away the core. Uh, where have you been? Um, but this season is a wash. We look forward to 2022. Hopefully Justin Seals a key part of that rotation with Kyle Hendricks and whoever else is going to be up here. Um, and now uh, just... To touch on the Bears, they do have a preseason game on Saturday. Their first preseason game. Uh, it'll be on Saturday against the Miami Dolphins at Soldier Field. Um, they're doing joint practices at the end of this week, uh, if the storms allow. Uh, right now when I'm recording this, it's storming. Uh, they're on a delay, but they are going to be doing some joint practices, and then they'll do the preseason game on Saturday. Uh, Matt Nagy was interviewed. Uh, he said that we're going to see a lot of Justin Fields on Saturday. So uh, that's encouraging. We always want to see our new shiny new toys, especially when you uh, are threatening that he's going to be the savior of the Chicago Bears franchise and the only franchise quarterback that we've seen since Sid Luckman. We do enjoy hearing that. However, the offensive line is in shambles. Uh, it's a rotating cast. Um just filling in spots where they can. So that's a little frightening, especially when you're putting out your shiny new toy that needs to be protected. Uh, but we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, Mark Grody, he is uh, the Bears guy for 670 the score here in town. Uh, and he said that if he were to make a decision right now, he said that he would start Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton looks more like a professional quarterback, which I get. Um and I understand that, but I think if we don't see Justin Fields week one, we're going to lose our minds. <laughs> That's just how it is. Um, so Saturday, preseason game, I'm sure we'll touch on it next week. Um, I'm going to talk about next week's show here in a little bit. But one more headline, uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, my old pal, Mitch Trubisky, and Mitch I trust, he is now in Buffalo. He's a Buffalo Bill. He's the backup for Josh Allen. Uh, he was interviewed yesterday, and he said that it's a good fit. He's very happy in Buffalo, and I'm very happy for him. Uh, I hope he's able to develop there, and I hope he's able to learn a lot, uh, fill in where and if he's needed to, and then he's able to get a starting job somewhere, uh, if not next year, maybe the year after, hopefully. Uh, I think he does have what it takes to be in the NFL. Unfortunately, it didn't work out with Chicago because the people that were signing his paychecks never wanted him in the first place, which stinks. So uh, hope for the best for Mitch Trubisky. And those were your headlines. And now to finish up the show, um, like I said, football next week, awesome shows lined up for you. Uh, we're going to talk to a couple different people 
in the NFC North division. I have a a Vikings representative that I'm going to speak to, and I have a Lions representative that I'm going to speak to. Uh, so make sure that you're listening to the podcast next week. Uh, you're going to hear all about the NFC North. Uh, there's some special blogs going up on the website next week uh, that I'm really excited for. It may or may not have something to do with uniform previews. I don't know. Uh, so that's to look forward to. Um, big football week next week. Uh, we're going to transition from the sad world of baseball. and We're going to get into football. Um, it's going to start at the end of this month with college football. Uh, and then, of course, September is going to be opening week coming up. Uh, very excited for football. It's time for football. Uh, you can smell it in the air. Uh, so this is exciting uh, as we transition from summer to fall sports. Um, so that was uh, that's all I got for you today. Uh, again, thank you to Shelby. Um, again, please make sure you go to TommyExperience.com to find the link for the Anthony Rizzo Foundation and donate to Pat's team. Make sure you're reading the blogs uh, and follow us on follow me on Twitter. Uh, at Tommy Experience or at American underscore T Money um, and yell at me. Tell me things that you would like to hear on the podcast. Uh, tell me things I'm doing wrong. Whatever. I don't know. Um, just just follow. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, we'll do it again next week. TommyExperience.com. Uh, catch up on all the episodes. Read all the blogs. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday.